This is the Engines of Our Ingenuity, made possible by the friends of KUHF Houston. Today, monks and hermits. The University of Houston presents this series about the machines that make our civilization run and the people whose ingenuity created them. You get to Kikos Monastery on the island of Cyprus after a serpentine drive through the pine-scented Trudos Mountains. Though the Byzantine-style structure was established in the 12th century, the buildings have changed over time, often succumbing to fires stoked by the dry desert winds. Kikos is a working Greek Orthodox monastery, and tourists aren't allowed everywhere. So during my visit, I could only imagine the sweeping view from the topmost bell towers, looking north across the Mediterranean to Turkey, and to the south, Egypt. And that direction holds a few secrets to this place. Monasteries are time-honored in both Eastern and Western religions, and when we think of monks, whether Jesuits or Buddhist monks in Tibet, probably two things come to mind an austere, perhaps even ascetic lifestyle, and a cloistered community of fellow believers. Yet, in the West at least, go back to biblical times and this description is only half true. Monks were indeed ascetic in those days, but they were anything but communal. The very word monk, monastic, mono as in monopoly, monolithic, or to date myself, monophonic records, well, it suggests single, solo, alone. The monk was described for exactly what he was, a solitary seeker, a hermit. So, what does Egypt have to do with all this? In church tradition, the 3rd century Saint Anthony of Egypt is known as the father of monasticism. Yet, he started solo like all the others. Following the example of Moses, John the Baptist, and Jesus, Anthony left his home and family for a harsh period alone in the desert. The desert in ancient times seemed to have been regarded as a sort of physical metaphor for the drought in the soul. You went there hoping to find spiritual water, and you went at your own peril. Lore says that Anthony was repeatedly tempted by legions of demons and fallen angels, a subject so tantalizingly graphic it was painted over the centuries by Hieronymus Bosch, Paul Cezanne, Salvador Dali, and most notably Matthias Gruenwald. His rendition was then later set to music by Paul Hindemith in the opera and symphony Matisse der Mahler. Anthony didn't intend to start a movement. After years in the desert, he traveled to Alexandria to preach, hoping to become a martyr for his faith. That didn't work. The powers that be just left him alone. So he fled back into the wilderness, this time tailed by a horde of disciples. At the oasis where he finally rested, his followers built Christendom's first monastery— Abba Antonius. Historians credit monks and monasticism for keeping the flames of ancient knowledge alive during the so-called Dark Ages. Monks preserved and studied Greek and Latin manuscripts, eventually leading to their wider rediscovery during the Renaissance. We owe monasteries like Kikos more than we can possibly know. And that hermit, St. Anthony, would he be ever astounded at our world and all that his desert wandering helped to bring into it? I'm Roger Kaza at the University of Houston, where we're interested in the way inventive minds work. 